Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Right Potatoes. What's up, donut fuckers? My name is James. And I'm Steven. And we are the, the Ripe right Potatoes. Potatoes. And shit. Alright, each week we bring you movies that we think are wrongly reviewed on the Rotten Tomatoes platform, but this week we're going to do something a little different. Yeah, so get the frick over it. We're going to start a new segment called the Spud Spotlight. Spud Spotlight. <laughs> This first spot spotlight, we're going to talk about a little Korean movie we like to call Train to Busan. Ooh. Tell us a little bit about Train to Busan. Sok Woo, a father with not much time for his daughter, Sue Ann, are boarding the KTX, a fast train that shall bring them from Seoul to Busan. But during their journey, the apocalypse begins, and most of the Earth's population become flesh-craving zombies. While the KTX is shooting towards Busan, the passengers fight for their families and lives against the zombies and each other. Oh my goodness. Yeah, buddy. So, Train to Busan, like we said, is a Korean film, so it is all in subtitles. If you don't know how to read, don't watch it because you're not going to understand a single fucking thing that is going on. Uh, the film had a budget of $8.5 million, and in box office, it had a gross of $98.5 million. God damn. That's pretty freaking girthy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So the reason we wanted to do this film is because James actually turned me on to the film and essentially it was so damn good that I was like, yo, we got to review this movie no matter what. And then we're like, hey, why do we only have to review shitty reviews from Rotten Tomatoes? Why not throw in what we call our Spud Spotlight, which is essentially what we're doing now. We're telling you to watch this film and it deserves way more watches than it has. Yeah, it does. I was surprised you didn't even see this movie to begin with. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't really watch that many, like, foreign films, even though I probably should. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for example, Parasite, have yet to see it, but it has, like, Do it. great fucking reviews and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, of course, we watched... What was the one we watched? Battle Royale. Battle Royale, which is another great film. Um, but, yeah, essentially, I just hadn't watched it because I had no idea what the fuck it was. I've heard about it and never turned it on. But, anyway, long story short... Chief Beef was like, aka James, he was telling me, hey, you need to watch this film. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it right now. And he's like, no, you won't. You're going to fall asleep because it's it's pretty long. It's, <laughs> I think it was like two hours. Yeah, it's about two hours. Something like that. So I started watching it at about midnight. And both my girlfriend and myself stayed awake through the whole thing. And this movie has a little bit of everything for everyone, essentially, because it's drama. It's a horror flick. And it's also suspenseful. So seem to have a little funny moments in there too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like how you do get to see the character development in it though. Um, essentially like James was saying, what happens is, um, the dad and his daughter, I don't remember their names because I'm not going to ever remember, <laughs> but they board a train and essentially there's zombies that are starting to attack everywhere. And one of them just so happens to make it onto the train and then all hell fucking breaks loose. And these zombies are gnarly. Yeah, like, they're like they're not your average Romero slow moving. I could run around them zombies. They're like the what the fuck's that movie? Twenty eight days later, 
adrenaline filled, you gotta get the fuck out of there, zombies. Yeah, like, run, motherfucker. And I actually think they did a really good job with this movie in general. Just the way it looks, the way it moves, feels, camera angles, and everything. Because you're stuck in a, a train the whole time. Mm -hmm. So even the way that it was filmed was just fucking beautiful. What what was your favorite part about this film, James? Or what, what made you want to agree to do the spotlight on it? It's just, like we said in the beginning, it, I feel like it's not watched enough. Like, not a lot of people talk about this movie if they think about zombie movies or foreign films in general just because no one's ever no one hasn't I didn't see it when it came out in theaters because it probably didn't come on this side of the country I saw it when it came out on blu-ray but one of my favorite parts probably is the dynamic between the two fathers okay like the main yeah. character was Sook and the other the soon to be dad and they like in the beginning they meet each other and they both fucking hate each other just because just like, you think you're better than me type deal. Yeah. And then through their their journey through the train, because at one point they get separated from their his daughter and his wife, and they have to pretty much Super Mario beat every level to get to them, <laughs> was one of my favorite parts, just because they had to set aside their differences, and hey man, our family is in, is in trouble. Fuck what you think about me. Fuck what I think about you. Let's get this done. Yeah, and I, I like that too. The whole character growth between those two is fucking hella good. And then, without being, you know, very, very spoiler heavy, you know, you, you see that they actually end up caring about each other. And it's like, oh, fuck, mm -hmm. dude. So, th that was one of my favorite things about this film, though, too, is that it, it pulls on the heartstrings a little bit. You it know? pulled, like... <laughs> every I'm not like every I want to say every 20 minutes I was just like fuck oh yeah it just broke it didn't break my heart it just like hurt and then like they'd get through it and then the 20 minute mark would hit and it's oh fuck <laughs> and then it'd keep going the, the movie was stressful man yeah like, it was just Taylor even filled. said that dude she, she was like honestly like I, I couldn't stop watching because I was so stressed about what was going on yeah. on the train and essentially what happens is um, when they're on the train, the daughter gets separated from the dad and he's trying to go and get her. And then all of a sudden these zombies are starting to come and you have this one dickhead on the train who wants to like separate the people from the zombies, but he doesn't give a fuck who he leaves out and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it has, it has like the mist vibes where like it takes one person to set off the group of people into believing that this person doesn't belong. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, because, what is it like? Crowds of people are stupid, regardless of where you're at. They're going to believe that one person, and then all hell's going to start breaking loose to where they pretty much will sacrifice that one person to save all of them. Even though, even if that one person isn't infected or anything's wrong with them, they'll just keep thinking that. Which, see, and I think that's the time for them to be the most convincing, though, too, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the world's fucking ending, this guy's saying some shit that oh, if we don't do it this way, then we're not going to survive. And in that case, everyone's in panic mode. So they're like, all right, well, let's do it. Yeah, it's fight or flight. Yep. And, and they, everyone mainly chooses flight, so. Yeah, since that guy was a fucking pussy, though. Oh, yeah, he's the worst part. And then at the end, they try to give him a little redeeming factor about why he acted the way he did, but it's still, like, all the stuff he did throughout the movie couldn't redeem the fact that... He was just a piece of shit. Yeah. Is essentially <laughs> it. Um... Which, yeah, he, he is my least favorite part of the film, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the good thing about this film is that it has a full story. 
has a beginning, middle, and end, and you get to see everything develop. You get to see everything end. All the characters have so. their pretty much their their arc, whether it be the father and the daughter, the soon-to-be father and his wife, and the baseball player and his quote-unquote girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. They all have their like perspective arcs. Which, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a thing of beauty, guys. <laughs> uh, which is why, of course, we want you guys to watch this film. You know, We want to have an open discussion about it, essentially. Have you guys given us feedback as to what you think about the film if you have not seen it. Um, but if you have, we want to you know, give it the spotlight. So send over any direct messages or even comment on the post that we're going to make for it. And we can even you know, screenshot and post it. Be like, hey... See, the Spud Spotlight worked out. You guys liked it. You know, maybe we'll do a couple more Spud Spotlights just in general, yep. just to see how they yeah. feel out. Underrated then... movies that you think didn't get the their just desserts. What exactly. they Exactly. Even if they have high ratings. Like, this one did have really high ratings, at least on the Rotten Tomato platform. Um, but we wanted to talk about it because, again, not enough people do talk about it. So, we wanted to go that route. Yeah. I'm surprised on the budget. I didn't think it was that low. Dude, I mean, with the makeup and everything, like, those zombies are terrifying. With the, the, cr- like, the crowd effects, when they're, oh, like, yeah. spilling out of things, that's, like... Some World War Z shit, yeah, that was, but... That part was fucking terrifying. I loved it. I thought it was a thing of... Butola. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, there will be a second film coming out. It's supposed to be out at the 15th of this month, actually. Um, and it's gonna be called Peninsula. And it takes place, I think, four years after this movie. And oh, shit. that's pretty much all I know. Like, every, It's like, I want to say Mad Max, but with zombies, from what I get from the trailers. Okay. Which I haven't even watched the trailer yet, so I'm, I'm even further behind than I should be. Yeah, that's what I feel like. That's what I got from the trailers. Like, it's another guy, and he's dealing with the apocalypse. And then he, he gets caught up in, like, a... looks like a fight club with zombies. <laughs> from what I've seen, it's like... It looks like it's off the rails, but in a good way. Okay. Which we can check it out. I mean, we'll obviously do that. We'll do so. Um, in in regards to this movie, though, what is your favorite zombie film of all time? Mine? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's... I went through... A, I didn't go... I didn't... It's not a phase. I went through this time where I was watching... I was a zombie... Like, Walking Dead just came out of the show, and I was a zombie fucking nut. Like, anything I could consume. Even before that, I was just zombie, zombie, zombie. So I'd probably... It'd probably... Ranking would be Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, top three. (laughs) And then Night of the Living Dead, it's a little boring. And Return of the Living Dead. So, like, you're into, like, the OG films, though, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, 28 weeks later and shit like that, I was, I was, like I said, anything with a a zombie premise in it, I was fucking down for it. You were about that shit? Yeah. Dude, what about uh, Warm Bodies? (laughs) I like... (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'll I'll talk to you about Warm Bodies if you want to talk about it. Like, I... (laughs) I didn't hate it, but I don't fucking like it. It's just... I get you. There was too much inner dialogue for me. Like, I connected more with the... Was a Rob Corddry, the bald guy, the bald zombie character, more yeah. than I did the main character. I get you. Just because he he didn't speak, and you learned through like his his flashbacks of his previous life, and not him having to over-explain like, what am I doing here? Why am I in a routine? This and that. This girl's pretty. He just had this little scene, a picture of two people holding hands, and then a flashback to him with his previous partner holding hands in the park, and then that's what caused him to reanimate into a human. Yeah, which is. 
don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird movie, but I don't really... I'm not a huge fan of the main actor anyway. Just when I look at him, dude, he's like one of those kids that you would have looked at and been like, man, if he's eating Oreos or Cheetos, like he's got the dust and shit on the side of his mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's one of those guys to me. He's just a fucking... I don't know. I don't like it, the way his face looks. So, Warm Bodies, it was okay. It wasn't the greatest film yeah, it's, it's on the not, planet. It's not on my list, but it's probably on other people's. I'm assuming yeah. people like the book and whatnot. But there was too much... It was too much inner monologuing for the zombie to be making me think like, oh yeah, it's believable enough. I yeah. didn't like that. Yeah, well, I, I like your selection though mm-hmm. of uh, top zombie fucking flicks. What about yours? So, you know, I'm not. I was never really a huge fan of zombie films in general. Uh, the only one that even pops into my head was the newer Dawn of the Dead, where they're stuck in the mall. You know, yeah. that was really the only one I can even fucking think of um 28 days and 28 weeks later I remember watching it the first time and I wasn't about it I don't know what it was I think it was just because of how it was filmed and I was also a lot younger and I didn't really give a shit I was more into vampires (laughs) so um I don't know I'd have to go back and watch them again if I really wanted to you know analyze it I guess yeah um for I I think it was Day of the Dead? Was it Day of the Dead that I'm thinking of? Whichever one that there's the one smart zombie or whatever. Yeah, that's Day of the Dead. So, Day of the Dead was another good one. So, I'd just put those two. Dawn of the Dead, the newer one, and then Day of the Dead. This one, actually, is probably one of my favorites, too. I would put this in my top three. Yeah, now this one is, but, like, we were talking before, like, I can't... It's been a while since I watched this movie because it just... It breaks my heart every time I watch it. Oh, it's very fucking emotional. It's, yeah, it's so it's too emotional for me to like, like on a Sunday afternoon. Hey, man, I'm gonna watch Train to Busan. I have to like prepare myself to watch this movie. Yeah, it's like you, you sit yourself down with some ice cream and you're like, I'm ready for a good cry. Yeah, I throw much. Train to Busan on. <laughs> this is my The Notebook. Oh yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> notebook with zombies. No, I I agree though. When this movie was coming out, you were telling me. Like, yo, be prepared. <laughs> and so I didn't know what to expect. And then I started putting two and two together. I was like, watch, it's going to fucking happen. I know what's going to happen. And then something happened. happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, for foreign films, though, since we're on, like, the subject of this jam, mm-hmm. um, what are, like, some of your favorite foreign films? Ooh, that's a whole another podcast right there. But I could... <laughs> I'm like... Jackie Chan's my shit. Okay. <laughs> and so anything anything Jackie Chan, I'm, I'm starting a Blu-ray collection of Jackie Chan movies, but some Fuck of them yes. are fucking a little pricey. But anything Jackie Chan, Rumble in the Bronx probably. Rumble in the Bronx is great flick. I can watch that. I can watch that movie over and over again, hands down. And then there's one I recently just watched. I can't think of. There's one called um Man from Nowhere. Okay. That one's, it's like another Korean one, but it's about this man who is pretty much from no he's like a loser he works at this convenience store and he this little girl who lives in like his same apartment building goes missing so it's john wick wick-esque because okay. it turns out okay. that like he's a special like special forces and shit like that so he's just fucking laying down the law wherever he goes and then he finds out that his mother was or the girl's mother was kidnapped as well and he finds her but she's turns out she was like a drug mule and so oh, he shit. finds her okay. body in a trunk all carved up and full of full of drugs oh, and so he's, he makes it his point to be like I'm gonna save this little girl what no matter what it takes and then 
the reason why he was alone in the first like first place is because it flashes back to him and his wife, his newly pregnant wife, mm-hmm. and she gets like taken out by a truck. Oh shit! Yeah, like it was like a runaway truck, and it just slammed into his car. And he watched her pretty much the life leave her body, oh, and shit. that's why he didn't want anything to do with like any more human contact. He was done with being around anybody. And then this little girl just kept prodding herself into his life to where she made herself matter to him. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty interesting, though. That's, uh... What What about, like, uh, Ip Man? Ip Man? Or Ip Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just you, like, you yeah. just into it? <laughs> yeah, I'm into the first one. I'm into the first two. i never seen the third one. Because I hear they get worse as... Like three and four, are like As it bad. progresses. Yeah, but I like I like one because he because he fights those ten guys. That's like the best fight scene I've ever seen in my life. And then the second one because Samuel Hung, who's like OG stunt coordinator, fight man. He's like a hero. He should be a hero for like fat stunt people because he was <laughs> he's like a he'd be pulling off these stunts that like skinny guys would try to do, but he's like heavy set like us. Oh, that's fucking yeah. tight. And he's in that movie, and he's like. I think he directed her. He's like the stunt coordinator yeah, for He's one of the fights. fucking heroes right there, dude. Yeah. Amen. I'll, yeah, he's in a movie called Project A. I recommend you watch. That's like him and Jackie Chan being like spies oh, in shit. like World War One China. <laughs> wasn't there, uh, I think Enter the Dragon. Wasn't Enter the Dragon also? Was that subtitled? No. It wasn't, huh? Which one? I'm thinking, I can't remember the one I'm thinking of. I'll. We'll see if I think of it. But I remember <laughs> when, uh, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon came out, dude. Yeah. It was all about that shit. Um, I don't really watch many foreign films, but there's a grip of them that I really do like. Um, just one, Pan's Labyrinth. is probably one of my favorites when it comes to, like, a foreign film. Uh, love that shit. Just because it's really well done for, like, a fantastical movie. They rely a lot on practical, practical which is... My favorite thing. That's why I like. That's why I went through like a zombie phase because of their heavy reliance on practical effects. Yeah, yeah. Which so when I was watching that, essentially, my brother had to watch it first. I don't remember what happened. I think it was like too young to watch it or something, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, but my brother's like, honestly, dude, it's like a kids movie with without like a couple scenes. Yeah, you know, like it's literally a kids movie with without. If you were to chop two scenes from that movie, it's a kids movie. But it was just so well done. I loved it. The visuals on it were fucking still nutty. to this day nutty. They're fucking. It's beautiful. I love fawns. I love the dude with the fucking eyeball hands and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Joke, Doug Jones. Shout out Doug Jones. Dougie. Mister <laughs> Dougie. Dougie, come on our podcast. <laughs> Another friend of the podcast. Make sure you hit him up. Let him know that you know us, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I know those guys." So thank you. <laughs> But yeah, I would like I go through phases. Not yeah, I go through phases of like movies I want to start buying, like Jackie Chan. And then I went through like a whole like foreign film thing where I was just buying like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Man from Nowhere. I was just like, I go on eBay and fucking look for anything. Drop those. I go through yeah. phases too, dude. I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so yeah, my my collect my library is pretty substantial now. Which uh, mine, it's always with comics. So I'll have um, random spurts of like film or not films um like comic books i want to buy so i'll just fucking go all out i'm like oh this okay oh this too there's this <laughs> yeah i just went so. through this whole like samurai f- samurai phase i was oh, buying shit. nothing but like samurai movies so, honestly i can't think of it I, so 
I used to play a game called Tenku Z. Mm-hmm. Greatest fucking game of all time, dude. That shit was so good. Or like Ninja Gaiden and shit like Ninja. that. That's like the only Sam or Shinobi, yeah. even for like the Genesis, dude. But I don't think I've ever watched a movie that's like that good. There's, in regards to, <laughs> I'll give you one recommendation right now that I've watched, and I, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but it's called Thirteen Assassins. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've actually heard of Thirteen Assassins. Yeah. I've never watched it. That one. So. Watch it. Like, that's Chi-Chi's? The, that's the Chi-Chi's guarantee oh, right there. Oh, shit. You got that stamp of approval, Chief <laughs> B verified. <laughs> Chi-Chi's. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I'll just... It's it's like Seven Samurai... Seven Samurai, Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. It's like that. Oh, okay. Where they, okay. It's like getting the group together and we have to defend this town. That's pretty much what it is. I fuck with that heavy, it's, then. Yeah, it's good. Um, so, for Train to Busan... What would you have rated it, given, you know, obviously you've seen it, obviously mm-hmm. you like it, so it's a positive, Yeah. but uh, what would you give it out of 10? I give them like 9.5. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's hefty. It's, yeah, for me, a 9.5. I would say so, too. I, I just think the delivery of the film is, like you said, cheech. <laughs> Not chong. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But, uh, no, I, I would probably give it, like, a 9.5 also. I think that's a great score for this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, well, we're still gonna do one of our favorite segments, of course. We just wanted to let you guys know this is one of the films that you should go watch, and which is why it's earned itself the first Spud Spotlight. But, of course, now you know what time it is. Time for those fun facts with Jim! Beep, 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 Me. That's me. <laughs> And the Train to Busan is the sixth highest grossing domestic film of all time in South Korea. Holy shit. Yeah. What's the first? I have no idea. I didn't look that far. (laughs) (laughs) And then the actor, Dong Sikma, the the soon-to-be father, he's like relatively strong. The man of the pregnant wife used to be Yu Jong's, the father, his personal trainer. Oh, no shit. Yeah. The actor? Yeah. Oh, no shit. (laughs) That's kind of funny. He is racked, by the way. If you guys, when you guys watch it, you'll know who we're talking about. The soon-to-be dad is just fucking racked. And then Dong Sikma was nominated for a 2017 Asian Film Award for Best Supporting Actor in the category as his role, or for his role in Train to Busan. Did he win it? I don't know. It just is nominated, so I don't think they, right, they well, would have changed we... it to one. He deserves it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> And then the same with Yu Gong was nominated for Best Actor in the same category. Which, that was the dad? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Fuck yeah. Edgar Wright, who directed BAFTA-nominated zombie comedy Shaun, De- Shaun of the Dead, was a big fan of the film. Wright recommended the film in a tweet and called it the best zombie movie I've ever seen. Which, that's fucking gold. Yeah. Which, to me, like I said, top three for sure, if not my favorite zombie film. I mean, mm-hmm. I really did like that other one, though, and you had fucking... All sorts of crazy actors and actresses in that. <laughs> we'll talk about that never again. <laughs> and then this movie was director Sang Ho Yulin's first live action film. His previous works were all in animated features. That's fucking tight. And impressive. And you can see it with like the flow of the zombies and how they move. Absolutely. And just like the situations they get in, you get a little animation film from it. Dude, the way that their bodies move too were just so inhuman. It was fucking beautiful. Yeah, you could just hear the bones cracking while they're like charging at you yeah it's like a, a demonic possession mm-hmm. in one of the movies that we've seen you know that's how their body moves and then they just fucking rush at you dude nuts 
Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> and the word zombie is mentioned once in the film. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where, but it was mentioned once. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, I don't I don't really speak Korean, but <laughs> if I did, I would know where. Yeah. <laughs> and then Suhee, who plays the character Jin Hee, the schoolgirl, is an ex-member of the famous K-pop group, Wonder Girls. Oh, no shit. I did not know that. Me neither, dude. Who's That's your a fun fact. Fun question, who's your favorite K-pop group? I don't fucking have one. <laughs> uh, it... Who's a K-pop group? Is it... I mean, is Baby Metal considered a K-pop group? I don't even know if they're from Korea. <laughs> well, alright, guys. Uh, <laughs> then no, I have none. I don't know a single one. Neither do I. Oh, okay. Perfect, <laughs> Just a then. question to try to throw you off with. <laughs> then at the New York Times, Jeanette Katsoulis... Katsoulis, whatever the fuck that is, selected the film Her Critics Pick and took notice of the subtle class warfare. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And this film began uh, began filming in April of April 26th of 2015 and finished August 19th, 2015. Which is nuts. Yeah, that's a long time for a movie to be made. Yeah. Normally, like, an average movie takes, what, about like three months? for To be filmed? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I think it takes sometimes longer than that. But this movie, but... yeah, substantially. It's been April to August. That's a long time. I think that's, yeah, four months? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially for... Everything's in the same spot, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Visually, beautiful. <laughs> and then Train to Busan became the highest grossing Korean film in Malaysia, Hong Kong, and Singapore. Damn. Yep. The film serves as a reunion for Gong, Gong Yu and Jun Yu Mi, who both starred in the 2011 film Silenced. Never seen that either. I, mean, I was reading about it and I kind of want to watch it. Well, we probably should. Sounds like another great film. I don't know, it has child molestation in it. Oh. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll still watch it. Not that I'll <laughs> like it, you know. I mean, it just seems interesting because uh, the premise of this, I'll, I'll silence is like, Gong Yu, he's a new, he's a new school teacher in a school for the deaf, and then he finds out that these, all the the teachers are molesting the students. Jesus. And so he's trying to uncover the truth on why uh, to bring it to light. And that's the movie. Holy shit. Yeah. That's pretty dark. Yeah, that's <laughs> really I was just fucking like, Damn. dark. I was like, it looks, it seems interesting. I want to watch it. Well, I mean, I, I've watched some pretty fucking hard movies to watch. What's mm -hmm. what's one of the hardest movies that you had to watch? It's called Sallow or 120 Days in Sodom or Antichrist. Was that the one with uh, Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Okay. But Sallow is all. It's like uh, torture porn before torture porn was a thing. Yeah. Oh shit. It was in the 70s. I. It's one of the few movies I regret buying. <laughs> and so now I own this movie. Oh, but shit. It's called yeah. Sallow? Yeah, Sallow or 120 Days in Sodom. That doesn't even sound good. Yeah, it's like this group of wealthy people pretty much bring a group of like refugees. Not, not refugees, but they're just like pretty much homeless people. Okay. And they just bring them to this nice villa and have sex with them and torture them. So it's kind of like hostile. Yeah, but it's not as like it's not as bloody or ruthless as hostile. It's just like has a lot to do with like pee and poop. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched Human Centipede a couple times, but no, this is like <laughs> this is worse. Like a guy, there's a scene where a guy like makes a girl lay like lay a flat on her back and he takes a shit on her face. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I mean, some people are into that, dude. <laughs> some people are. Teach their own, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, not really. I've only heard about that movie because it was it's in like a thousand movies you should see before you die. And I've seen it once and I'm happy. I could die. <laughs> <laughs> I could die content. In the other, 
I saw the movie now. I don't want to watch it fucking again. Yeah, I so I, I own it, but I'm not going to watch it ever again. It's like, uh, one of the hardest ones for me was Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. Dude. The, the original or remake? Both of them, yeah. honestly. Dude, they're both fucking bad. i just seen the original, and that oh one just ends god. with, like, the sheriff coming over, and he's like, oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> oh god! And then it ends. Yeah, it's fucking funny. I, I, I remember, um, there was a scene in that. I don't remember who was discussing it, but they're like, oh yeah, and the lady pretends to give him a fellatio and then bites his fucking dick off. <laughs> I don't remember who was explaining it to me, but it was just the funniest shit. I was like, you could have just said exactly what was happening instead of having to like... Go into detail. I mean, it's fucking funny. This chick bites his dick off. You could have just said that. <laughs> but instead, they're getting all intense on it, but that movie was hard for me to watch. Um, I remember when The Hills Have Eyes came out, too. Yeah. People were walking out of that shit because of the, pretty much the same thing, you know? So, rape scenes are a hard one, dude. Yeah, this, yeah, this pretty much. fucking bad. That's how Sally was. It's like two-hour rape movie. Oh, Jesus. But it's yeah. considered, like, one of the best movies ever made. Quotations, putting quotations around that. It's not James's opinion. Yeah, it's just right. Uh, right, potatoes does not. Uh, I do not condone condone rape or watching rape movies or poop fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. We don't. <laughs> but yeah, I just read about it. Was curious, seeing it was on sale. I was on sale when I bought it, so yeah, I didn't pay full price for it, but I paid full price for it. Yeah, <laughs> you paid with your sanity. Yeah, dude. yeah. Last house on the left. Um, that the only reason. I mean, that movie redeemed itself from that shitty scene because it's literally like justice porn mm-hmm. is what it is, you know? And if, for those of you who don't know what the film is, essentially what happens is this girl ends up getting raped by these people and she's a swimmer. She ends up swimming back to her house and her parents, you know, find her and then they're taking care of her and shit and those people who did the deed are looking for refuge or whatever at their house yeah. and they're going to like rob them and shit, whatever. But the parents find out that those were the ones who raped their daughter, and they just fuck them up, and it's tight. So, anyway, fuck them up. <laughs> Justice porn movies. Yep. <laughs> those are some of my favorite. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for joining us for our first Spud Spotlight. Hopefully, we'll have more. If you guys have films that you're just like, yo, this was way too good, not enough people talk about it, or not enough people have seen it, let us know. We'll consider it. <laughs> and follow us of course on instagram the underscore ripe underscore potatoes or chief x chief underscore beef x Uh-oh. comic x steve um also we are now available on other listening platforms so if you're listening to this on spotify but you prefer to use apple music hopefully we'll be up there soon um we are on google podcasts uh anchor of course make sure you spread the word let people know let you know let them know that the potato boy sent you yeah. Let them know not to be a tot or a tater hater. Pieces of shit. Alright. <laughs> Later, guys. Later. Oh, this has been some real shit. You better step back dead before I'm going